Good evening. Uh, today we're learning Maseches Megillah, Daf Dalid, and as well Daf Hey Amid Aleph, all the way to the last line of Mirz Hashem. Um, the schedule for uh, for the weekend is going to be very different. So obviously tonight we're going to learn a blot and a half. Tomorrow morning, uh, after the early Shachris in Mirz Hashem as well, we will learn a blot and a half or a blot, depending on how hard it is. And then on Sunday morning, nothing on Shabbos, then Sunday morning we will learn another uh, blot, and then we'll be set. We will have learned everything. We'll be good. Uh, so just uh, none of this year between now and Monday are at the right time. So we have tomorrow morning, and we have Sunday morning, and nothing on Shabbos, nothing Sunday night. Mazel tov to my brother. This weekend is his uh, son's ufrof and wedding, and to, to the Zaidi. Uh, and a welcome to my Uncle Harold. Here we go. We're eight lines from the bottom of Gimel Amid Beis, and we're in the middle of a number of... Um, of Memras in the name of uh, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, and here is yet another one. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, first long line, What if there was a city that was first built and only afterwards it was surrounded by walls? Is that considered mukaf as it relates to the halachos of Megillah? So it says the Gemara, Nidon Kikfar. No, it's treated like a regular village city and not like a walled city. My time. What is the reason that that's the case, that we treat it like a village and there are walls? Why don't we say that the walls count? Because the Pasuk writes, how do we understand that pasuk shahukaf that first there has to be a wall only when the walls come first that's when it's considered muka but below it is not going to be considered walled if it was if it was first built as a city and then afterwards they're like hey we should build a wall around this city so that is how uh, this first memra of today teaches us that the city has to be first be walled before built if we want to treat it that way to read it on the 15th of uh, of Adar. And six lines from the bottom, <clears throat> if you had a city that doesn't have 10 badlanim, 10 people who, uh, this, let's, let's, not, let's not get out of hand here. We're not talking about badlanim, like people who literally do nothing. Like when someone refers to someone as a batlan, as a derogatory term, that's not what we're discussing. These batlanim sat and learned all day. They were mavat themselves to the seaboard to make sure that the base medrash always had people there. So then the halacha is that if a city doesn't have these 10 badlanim, then the halacha is the nidon kikfar. If you're missing those 10 people, that's treated like a smaller city, even if seemingly, even if it is a walled city, my kamash, one word, that's not that's nothing new. After all, Tanina, we've already learned that idea about the badlanim. Ezohi irgadola, we'll see this Mishnah later today. Ezohi irgadola, what is considered to be a large city? Kol or badlanim, anyone who has 10 badlanim. However, Pachos Mikan, if you have less than that Harezik bar, we already learned it. If that's true, if we already have a source, we have a Mishnah that spoke about this idea. And what was Rabbi Yoshub and Levi coming to teach us? So the reason why Rabbi Yoshub and Levi said anything was because Krach. Uh, we needed it for the case of the Krach. How so? That Afal Gav if you have a city, there might be a lot of transients, people who are just in and out. Uh, they're visiting. Let's say you live in a city that uh, has a, like it's like a hub for travel. So, okay, so there are 10 Jews there, but they weren't 10 dedicated Jews. They're, they're five from Chicago and three from New York and two from wherever. That's not called Badlanim. The Badlanim have to be from them. Four lines from the bottom. Another one. If there was a crack, a city that was destroyed, and in the end it was rebuilt, it can be reinstituted as its initial status of being a walled city. But says the Gemara, what was destroyed? What part of the city was destroyed? <clears throat> if you want to say that what was destroyed in this city where the homos were the walls, that can't be. The Brisa would have implied 
that uh, only if you rebuild the city is it considered a mukaf. And if you don't rebuild the walls, then it's not. That's not correct. Because uh, Hatanya, the Bryce writes, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Asher Lochoma, the word is spelled uh, with a vav and with an aleph, and it's red. It sounds the same, but Asher Lochoma with a vav means and there is a wall, and Asher Lochoma with an aleph means there isn't a wall. So how do we understand this pasuk? Afal lo achshav, even though there is not any walls now, we don't assume that if a wall breaks down that it's no longer considered mukaf choma. It's considered mukaf choma even if the wall breaks down. The question is, how was the city built? Not how did it fall apart? So that can't be what Rabbi Yeshua and Levi was saying. So let's go back to his line, four lines from the bottom to reread it, and then we'll have to look at it again with a proper lens. We had said a krach that was chorab, a city that was chorab destroyed Ulubasov Yashab, that it's still a krach. So on the last line, Elamai chorab, we know it's not talking about the walls. Ella says the Gemara, what are we talking about? It's shechorab me'asarabadma. Similar idea that we're talking about having lost all of the Batlanim, and because we had lost all of the Batlanim, so therefore the city uh, loses its status. But if you get the Batlanim back, then it regains its status. That was the next halacha there of Yeshua and Levi taught. Last two lines, Gimel Amid Beis, Bama Rabbi Yeshua and Levi, top of Dalad Amid Aleph, the cities of Lod, of Onu, Vigiacharashim, these cities were Mukafos Chamamimos Yoshua bin Nun Habu. They were considered walled cities from the time of Yehoshua bin Nun. Says the Gemara, Behani Yehoshua Benani, was Yehoshua really the one who built them? We see in Tanakh that these things were built out way before him. Beha Al Pael Benani, they were built by Al Pael, Dechzi Uvenei Al Pael Avar, Umisham, Vishamarhu, Ubana, S. Ono, S. Ludu Venosah. He already built them. So I shouldn't have said that they were Muka from Yehoshua Benun, it should have been Muka from Al Pael. So says Gemara, if that's the type of logic you're going to employ, that there was someone named El Pael who, El Pael who built the walls. Well, there was another person who was mentioned with these cities as well. Asa, maybe the person named Asa Benani, maybe he built them. So says the Gemara, we don't know who built them. Was it Yehoshua? Was it El Pael? Or was it Asa? So the Gemara says, I'm a Rabbi Elazar. Let me uh, clarify all of this for you. Really, all of these cities are considered to be Muka from the times of Yehoshua ben Nun. They would have read on the 15th of Adar. And Kharuv, they were destroyed, be made Pilegesh Begiva. The story about Pilegesh Begiva uh, with Shevet bin Yamin, awful story. And they were destroyed at that time. And he built them at that time. He was the second builder of the city. And Hadr in it fell again. And then for the third time, Asa Asa and Shapzinhu. Uh, it's like famously in Eretz Yisrael, they do Shiputzin, right? You're doing improvements to the house. This is that word. Shapzinhu, they did some improvements. And Dekanami, it's correct to say that all of this is true, that there were a lot of people involved in building these cities. Let us build. What should we build? Let us build these cities. And the Gemara makes a dik. Michlal, the fact that they're called cities before they're built means that they already existed. Michlal de Arim Havu And therefore, we see that there was just multiple versions of building in these particular cities. One third of the way down, the Gemara dedicates a whole one line to the role of women in Megillah. Period, end of conversation, hard stop. There's nothing to talk about, even though it's time bound, even though it's rabbinic, it doesn't matter. Women are obligated in Megillah. Rashi. Rashi's halfway down on the page. Everyone is going to be obligated. So because they were part of the Gzeira, they should also be part of the Hakara Satov aspect of the Pirsume Nisa of the Megillah. So women are obligated to hear the Megillah.
Uh, when Purim falls out on uh, Shabbos, so Yud Dalit of Adar falls out to be a Shabbos, then on that Shabbos, we should learn some halachic shiurim. Someone should stand up at the at the at the yomud in the front of the shul at the pulpit, and they should give a halachic uh, discussion, a halachic dissertation on what's going on for that day. Says the Gemara, no. We, we, this is true uh, with all holidays. My ear, Yopurim. I feel Yom Tov Nami, Detanya, Moshe, Tikan, Emily, Shoshi, Shalom, Vidorshim, Minyono Shalyom, Hilchos Pesach, Pesach, Hilchos Atzeres, Batzeres, Hilchos Chag, Bechag. I mean, it, it's true that Purim is the Rabbanon, but we already have this idea and it's so easy to extrapolate. If we know that by Pesach we're supposed to learn the halachos by Pesach and Sukkot by Sukkot and Shavuos by Shavuos. Okay, so like by Purim, of course you're supposed to learn by Purim, but that's not a Chiddush. Says the Gemara, no, Purim is Something unique about Purim, which required us to stipulate that when Shabbos falls out on Yodala that we give shir. What was the uniqueness? Or maybe we should have made a rabbinic injunction against giving shir on Purim on Shabbos. Mishum de Raba, because of Raba's concern, Kamashmalan, we haven't yet le- learned Raba's concern, but uh, we have learned it in the past in Shas. Raba's concern about Megillah is that a person might carry the Megillah, which is why we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos. So it says the Gemara, when Shabbos falls out to be Yudalid, or I should say, when Yudalid falls out to be Shabbos, uh, what was the Chiddush of Yeshua and Levi? You should learn Halacha for Purim. I, what about Rabbah? I'm not concerned. Don't worry, I'm not afraid that someone's going to make a mistake and bring the Megillah to Shalom Shabbos. They know we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos because of Rabbah. We should, the Cholah still learn. A little bit more than halfway down, two-thirds of the way down, when is obligated to hear the Megillah at night and to repeat it in, during the day, I called out to Hashem at night and I was not answered. Okay, so during the day, during the night, a repetition. And some of his students of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi misunderstood. What did he say? Let's look back at his language. He's supposed to read it at night. But there's two definitions of Lishnosa. One is to repeat, and the other is like Lishnosa, like Mishnayas. So his Talmidim misunderstood him. His students misunderstood. They thought that they were supposed to, of course, read the Megillah at night. And to learn the Mishnayas, to learn the Halachos of them during the day, but not to hear the Megillah on the, on, during the next morning. Absolutely not. Why would you do that? Omar Lahu Rabbi Shuban Levi says back to the Talmidim, you're wrong. Rabbi Yirmiya, I heard from Yirmiya who heard from Rebchia Bar Abba, Kigon, what are we talking about here with this word, Lishnosa? Does it mean to repeat, namely to hear the Megillah in the morning as well, or does it mean to learn the halachos of the Amri Inshi? I will go over the Parsha once and then repeat it, a reference to Shnai Mikra Vecha Targu. And uh, that's how we know that it means to repeat, and therefore that's the din. That's what we do. We hear the Megillah at night, and then we repeat it, Lishnosa, again in the morning, not like the students understood, but like the Rebbe taught. It Marnami, we have this as well quoted in the Amoraim. We are obligated to repeat the Megillah during the day as well. What is this Pasuk talking about? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is four lines from the bottom of the page. Dibur Hamaschil. That's what, that part of the Pasuk is, we should be singing with Chavod. That's Bayom. Velo Yidom is Balayla. 
The high crab in Mizmor Aromimeka Aromimcha Hashem Kidili Sani Darshinan Bipsikta, the Mordechai, the Esther, the Haman, the Hashverus, the Kriyas Megila, Shevachushim, the Farsman, the Sanes, the Akom, the Kazan, the Kodesh Barko. This Pasuk, according to the Psikta, was talking specifically about this phase in history. That brings us to the two dots, four lines from the bottom of the page. Let's continue. Dalad Amadala, four lines from the bottom. We had said in our Mishnah that when there is a village that doesn't have experts in Kriya Satora, so what they would do is they would go to a city uh, up to four days early, as early as Yud Aleph in the month, to go to a city where there was a Bucky in Kriya Samagila. That would prevent uh, that would prevent everyone from being in Am Haaretz, or wouldn't prevent them from being in Am Haaretz, but they would be actually be Yotze Megillah because they didn't have anyone who knew how to read well. However, as we saw a couple of days ago, there was a very strange line in the Gemara about this idea, and this is what we have to analyze. Amr Abchanina, Chachamim, Hikilu al yes, of course, the Chachamim were lenient on the villages, Lios Makdim and Yomaknisa, to go back either to the previous Thursday or to the previous Monday to help, uh, to help them be Yotze, because they were not very literate. But the language that's added here on the very last line of Dalar Maralf is Kidei, they would, when they would go to the city, they would provide food to people. So Lememra, it seems to be on the top of Daladamabase, the fact that we were lenient by Kfarim to go back to the Oma Knisa was in order to support the Krachen, the cities, because those people who lived in the farms would bring all of the all of the farm food that they had. Rashi, top of the page, the Memra, the Takanasa, the Krachen, Kadeshi Yisbeku, in order to, to bring enough food for those cities. Mashma, Kadeshi Penuyan, Liyom HaSimcha. We needed to make sure that they were available to take care of the food on the Simcha. How can you say such an assertion? Because our Mishnah doesn't seem to say like that. If it ended up being that Yom, Yom, uh, the Yom, ha, Yom HaPurim was on Yudalid, uh, on a Monday. So then, when do they read? They would read on that day. But if your assumption was that really the reason why the farm were allowed to go back to the Yom HaKnisa was to service the Krach, then then we should have gone back to the previous Thursday. We should have said, today's Yudalid, it's a Monday, but if, if we're here to service the krach, then we, we far people need to go back to the previous Thursday so we're available to take care of all of the food needs. Says the Gemara, that's not possible because if you do the math, if Monday is the 14th, so, so then the previous Thursday is the 10th. And that's too early. We can never read Megillah on the 10th. That's where the Gemara says here, third line. As we saw in our Mishnah, we had the bookends of Megillah. 11 to 15, never earlier, never later. So that question and answer didn't work. Let's try to ask another question on this assumption that the reason why the Kfarim were allowed to go back to the Yom HaKnisa was to service the Tzibur. Toshma, what about a case of Chalios Bechamishi? Let's say that Yud Dalet fell out on a Thursday. What would we do? Same exact idea, just a different day of the week. The Misa, if you think that you're right, that the reason why the people in the Kfar go back is to take care of the people in the city, we should have had him go back to the 11th day. That would have worked because the previous Monday is not the 10th. Your problem in the previous case, when when uh, Purim fell out on a Monday and you wanted to go back to the previous Thursday, that was too many days. But here it's a shorter amount of days. So maybe it should work out on the 11th. Says the Gemara, no. Period. We don't go from Yom HaKnisa to Yom HaKnisa. We don't go from a Thursday to, a, to its previous Monday or from a Monday to its previous Thursday, even if the dates work out. Let's try again. Tashma. Amar Bihuda, eight lines down, Dalaramid base, Amosai. When is it that we do go earlier? The Makom She Nichnasin Besheni Uvechamishi only. 
when people would go into a city on a Monday or a Thursday in order to be Yotzei Megillah. If there was a place where people would not go back to be Yom HaKnisa, we would always only read during that time. If you thought that the reason why the people were going back, the people from the Kvaros were going back to the Yom HaKnisa was for the sake of the Krachen, we should... So th- that doesn't make any sense. If the concern was about the people in the Krochen, then whether or not they read on a Monday or a Thursday, they still should have gone back at least one day so that they'd be available to take care of the food needs. So therefore, the Gemara corrects the line of Reb Chanina that we learned at the bottom of Dalad Yes, there's a component of feeding them, but it's not the essence of what they're doing. The reason why they go back to the Oma Knisa so that they can be Yosef. Derech Agav, they also happen to service people. Quarter of the way down at the two dots. The Mishnah quotes, the Gemara quotes from our Mishnah, Ketzad. Remember, we had uh, spoken about in our Mishnah. Here's what happened. Our Mishnah said, Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, Yud Tezvav. And then it went through each day of the week. So the Gemara is bothered by this. We had quoted from our Mishnah, uh, Ketzad, if Shabbos fell out on a Monday, then So says the Gemara, why is it that in the Resha, you counted the days of the month, two lines later, what ended up happening? Then uh, So again, we started out saying, here are the parameters of uh, laying the Megillah, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And then what we did is we did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We went through the whole week. But, but why did we choose, why don't you just go through the same thing? When is the day that's 11? When is the day that's 12? When is the day that's 13? Why didn't the Mishnah do that? The Mishnah says we didn't do that. Why Why not? Third of the way down. Because since the, uh, the way that it would have worked out is that the day 11 is not, is not Sunday, and day 12 is not Tuesday. It didn't work out in such a smooth way, so therefore we decided to list both. First, to give us a laundry list of the dates that are available, and second, to go according to the flow of the week in order for everyone to have a clear picture of, uh, of when, when and where people would hear Megillah. That brings us to the two dots, one-third of the way down on Dalar Madbez. Let's continue. Chalios Erev Shabbos. We're going to speak about the sugya for a bit, that if you Dalit of Adar falls out on a Friday. So what does our Mishnah tell us to do? Rashi here reminds us. Rashi is a third of the way down as well. And what did it say in our Mishnah? We said that the Katani, it says in our Mishnah, Rashi says, Chalios Erev Shabbos, if Yud Dalet falls out on a Friday, so then the cities and the, the, the regular cities and the walled cities would read Bobayom. And uh, then let's go back into our Gemara, because our Gemara then asks, Money, Masnis and money. Who is the author of our Mishnah? And the Gemara posits two different possibilities. This will cover most of the rest of the Yomar. E Rebbe, it could be that it's the Shita of Rebbe, the famed Rebbe Udanasi. And E Rebbe it could also be Rebbe Let's see how these two Shitas work. First of all, my Rebbe, how does Rebbe align with our Mishnah? Detanya, we have a Brisa. The first part of the Brisa is not Rebbe, the second one is. So who's the Tanakama? Detanya, the Brisa writes, this Brisa already on the same page talking about Yudalad falling out on a Friday. So if that happens, so Kfarim Ve'ayaros, villages and regular cities, Gedolos, what did they do? So they'd go back to Thursday. That's when they would lay. And the walled cities would read on that day, on the 14th, which was a Friday. Now, Rebbe Omer, Rebbe argues with the Tanakama, and he says, like our Mishnah, Omer Ani, I say, Lo Yitcho Yaros 
No, the Ayoros should always be reading on that day. Nothing different at all. The Mukaf and Chom and the Ayoros should read on that day. Just the Kvarim should go back to the Yom because they didn't know how to read. They were not a very well-educated group. So now let's analyze these two Shitas, the Tanakama and Rebbe. And then we'll see how Rebbe aligns ever so perfectly with our Mishnah. Says the Gemara halfway down, my time at the Tanakama. What is the reason why the Tanakama held the way that he did? And if you look back up a couple of lines, you'll see that the Tanakama held that if Yadalid fell out, fell out on a Friday, that the Kfarman Ayaros Kadolis would push, push back to Thursday, and that the Mukafos Choma would read on Friday. So the reason why, says the Gemara, in my time of the Tanakama, the reason why he held that way was the Pasuk says, how did the Tanakama understand that Pasuk? So the Gemara says, and just like in general, it's the case in a regular year that Ayaros, the larger cities, they always read the day before Mukafos, the, the Mukaf and Choma. Afkan, even here, when, when Yontif, when uh, the Purim falls out on Friday on Yudalid, then Ayaros, Kodmos, the Mukaf, and it needs to be a day earlier. Not because we care that the Ayaros are by Ayom Aknisa, only the Kfarim have to be by the Yom Aknisa, but it always has to be before Mukaf and Choma. So says the Gemara, pushing back, maybe I could read the Pasuk differently. There's another way to read that Tanakama. Maybe the way you read it is really not right. He said, so how is, what is the second possible reading of the Pasuk? Just like in general, we don't move Ayaros from its date. It's supposed to be on the 14th. Leave it alone. And you should say like Rebbe instead of saying like yourself. So what would the Tanakama answer? He holds that it's not possible because he held that the principle of, an, of the Ayaros laning always prior to Mukafas Choma, that that's more powerful of a principle than and the one that was just presented, which is that Ayaros are always on the 14th. Now, all of that is understanding the Tanakama. Then the Gemara says, what about Rebbe's sheet? And again, Rebbe is the one that aligns with our Mishnah, the Rebbe Maitaima. Why is it that Rebbe said that the Kfarim, yes, the small villages would go back to the Yom Aknisa, but the Ayaros and the Mukafos Choma, that the, the regular cities and the walled cities would lane on the 14th on that day, because he looks at the same Pasuk and makes his own drasha. That's what the Pasuk reads, two-thirds of the way down, five lines before the middle width line says the Gemara. Ayaros don't move. They're always going to be on that day. Maybe I can learn the Pasuk differently to say that maybe we should say that we should say the more powerful element of the drasha is that the Ayara should be before Mukaf and Choma. And here, Rebbe lays down the law his own way. Shani Hacha, Delo Efshar. He holds it. That's not possible. It has to be that it's always on the, on the 14th. And yes, sometimes it happens to be before Mukaf and Choma, but not always, not on Fridays. Now, all of that was approach number one, because we had said that there was two possible authors of our Mishnah. One was Rebbe and one was Rabbi Yossi. So at some length, we've explained the Shita of Rebbe. And now the Gemara is going to take some time to say how Rabbi Yossi could be the author of our Mishnah when it comes to the Yudalit of Adar Purim falling out on a Friday. First of the middle width lines, my Rabbi Yossi, what's his Shita? Titania. We have a Brisa. First, the Tanakama, followed by Rabbi Yossi. What is the Tanakama? That's our case, is that if Yudalit falls out to be on a Friday, so then Mukafin, the walled cities, Ukfarin, 
and the uh, and the tiny cities they are makdim and the yom haknisa very unique shita that the that the mukafim would be before everybody else the yaros gedolos and the regular cities the non small cities that are not walled karim babayom they read on yedal that's the tanakama we'll analyze that in a minute Rabbi Yossi Omer he says and this is the Rabbi Yossi that's going to follow our mishnah ein mukafin kodmin le ayaros not correct you're not allowed to put mukaf choma before ayaros that if a city is a walled city it could never in the Megillah prior to a regular city. His conclusion is just like Rebbe's, just like our Mishnah, and therefore Rebbe Yossi and Rebbe are both like our Mishnah, like the Gemara posited, and that is that the, the Kfaros go back to the day before, to the Yom HaKnisa, to Thursday, and the regular cities and the cities that are walled will read on the 14th on Friday, no problem. And then the Gemara analyzes four lines, three lines into the wide lines, middle width lines, my time of the Tanakama. Why did the Tanakama say what he said, that we have Mukaf Choma, that they're Mukaf Choma, that they're doing it the day before the Ayaros? It doesn't make any sense. So what was the reason he said that? We're going to analyze the same Pasuk that we did in the previous price. The Pasuk says, as we know, how do we understand the Pasuk? That the regular cities are on the 14th. And the time of the Ayaros is mutually exclusive to the time of the Mukaf Choma. So therefore, we had to move the Mukaf Choma. So it says the Gemara, We had no choice. The Ayaros and the um, and the Mukaf Choma could not be on the same day. It's impossible. So we had to move the Mukaf Choma. Says the Gemara back to the Tanakama, maybe you should have read the Pasuk differently and read it as this. How do we understand the Pasuk? Maybe we should say, Tanakama, that we never have Mukaf Choma going before a regular city to lay on Yud Gimel and then to have the Mukaf Choma Ayaros on Yud Dalit. Afkan, we should have said the same thing here that ain't Mukaf and Kodman Ayaros. The Tanakama would say, I can't do that. Shani Hacha Delo Efshar. He holds that the Halacha, that the Halacha, that he presented about uh, Ayaros being on the 14th is more powerful than the concept of Mukaf Choma not going before the big cities. And my time at the Rabiosi, why did Rabiosi argue against the Tanakama? Because he held as follows, last of the short lines, first of the long lines. Bechol Shana Vishana, how do we read that Pasuk? Rabiosi read it like this. Just like every year, we never have Mukaf Choma going before Ayaros. Afkan ain Mukaf and Kodman Ayaros. So too, in regards to Mukaf Choma, here, here in our case, it should not it should be that it never comes before Ayaros. But it says the Gemara. Why don't we reverse the logic of the Pasuk? Maybe what we should have said is We have another halachic principle to consider, Rebbe. Maybe we should say that the Ayaros and the Mukav Choma, that they have mutually exclusive times and therefore they can't be on the same day. Afkan, in this case too, in the specific case where Yontif falls out to be on a Friday, where Purim falls out, Yodalat is on a Friday, maybe we should have said, Afkan's mano shazel, those mano shazel. It says the Gemara in the name of Rebbe, that's not possible. Shani hacha dulo efshar. He holds that the other principle is more important. And that's why he holds the way that he does. And what we've done up until now, over the last uh, 25 lines or so, is explained that our Mishnah can be understood both through the lens of Rebbe and through the lens of Rabbi Yossi. And then the Gemara is bothered by something. Hold on one second. Second of the wide lines, end of the line. The Savar Rebbe, does Rebbe really hold that a Yaros Lodachin on the Yom HaKnisa? Rebbe really holds that on a Friday it would be laned uh, that they would lane on a uh, on the Friday and they wouldn't push it back to the Yom HaKnisa to the Thursday prior. That can't be. The Atanya, we have a Tosefta. This sounds a lot like our Mishnah, but it's not. Chalios B'Shabbos, if in fact the Yudalit fell out on a Shabbos, 
So what would we say then? So the Tanakama held that the village, the small villages, as they always would, would go back to Thursday. The big cities read on Friday. And they would read on, uh, the walled cities would read on Sunday. But Rebbe argues, Rebbe Omer, Omer ani Once a yaros are being moved because it can't be on Shabbos, Shabbos is yadalit. But once we're moving the ayaros, it should be done to the yomaknisa. So what do we see? We see that ayaros are brought back to the yomaknisa. So the Gemara says yomaknisa. So then, therefore, Rebbe has a contradiction. It seems to be that when it comes to the case of Shabbos, he does push off the uh, Ayaros to the Yom HaKnisa. And when Yudalit falls out to be on a Friday, he doesn't push back to Yom HaKnisa, Stira within Rebbe. Says the Gemara, you're comparing two totally different cases. Hachi Hashta, the famed words of the Gemara, when something doesn't make sense in your comparison. Hachi Hashta always means your comparison's off. So how is the comparison off? The Tosefta wasn't talking about our case. The Tosefta was talking about a case where Yudalid, where Purim was actually supposed to be on Shabbos. And since that Yaros couldn't be on Shabbos because we don't lean on Shabbos, we weren't going to do it Friday. Once we're moving it, move it back to the Yom HaKnisa. But for the last 25 lines that we've been discussing, Rebbe and Rebbe Yossi, what were we talking about? The cases are totally not the same. Very strange Gemara that we would have thought it was a contradiction. But of course, the Gemara organized it this way to, to highlight the fact that there is no contradiction between the different sheets of Rebbe as they are portrayed, both when Yantif falls out on Friday and when Yantif Purim falls out on Shabbos. Then the Gemara asks eight, nine lines from the bottom of the page. According to whom, according to which of the Tanaim that we just learned, is this statement of Rav Huna like? What was the case? The case was as follows. If Purim were to fall out, Yudal would fall out to be on a Saturday. Everything, sweeping language, gets, gets sent back to Thursday. That's impossible. What about... What about Mukaf and Choma? They, they should be reading on Sundays. So it says the Gemara, Hakol Nidachan Sautadaita. Everything, really? Says the Gemara, That's not true. Mukaf and Choma get read the next day. They get read on Sunday. Ella says the Gemara, Kol Hanidche Yidche Liyom HaKnisa Kiman Kirebi. This fits perfectly. Is that if it's Shabbos and we see that the Ayaros can't lean on Shabbos, no one can lean on Shabbos, they get pushed back. Why? When are we pushing them back to? They're getting pushed back all the way to Thursday to the Yom HaKnisa. And that is exactly how we just understood Rebbe. Now let's get into what has really been the underpinning of this whole sugya, but we haven't articulated it really until now. Everyone seems to agree that we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos. Why don't we read the Megillah on Shabbos? My time. So the Gemara presents a couple of answers. We all know one of them, but we're not familiar with the other. I certainly wasn't. Amar Rabba, five lines, six lines from the bottom. Rabba says, Everyone is obligated to read the Megillah. However, not everybody knows how to be a Balkore. So, we're concerned that someone who doesn't know Trump, they're going to take the Megillah, they're going to go to the Bucky's house. Oh, can you teach me how do we do this pasag? What's that trap? How do we do the 10 sons? Teach me everything. 
And that's why Rabbah says that we're never allowed to lay in the Megillah on Shabbos. And as well as we saw in other Masechtas, this was, and it was Rabbah there to Xera de Rabbah, how it was referred to over there. Xera de Rabbah throughout Shas, in the context of these mitzvos, always means that we're afraid about Shabbos. And we don't want anyone to do these mitzvos that are, uh, in some cases, even Dine de Raisa. Shofar, Lulav, those are Dine de Raisa. Aye, what about the Dine de Raisa against the Xera de Rabbah? That's the Xera de Rabbah. That we, it's, the only way this works is if you are Me'akir Dover B'Torah V'Sheva Al-Tase. It's just by being passive. It's not like picking up the Lulav and Esrog and saying, we're not going to use you today. No, they're Muksa. We don't touch them. And that is the Din. So it says the Gemara, Rav Yosef, who lived in the same generation as Rabbah, Rav Yosef had a different answer. Third generation of the Amorim, these two were competitors, as it were. They were Bali Plugta. Rav Yosef Omar, no. What a beautiful, sensitive reason. The reason why you're not allowed to lane on Shabbos but for the Megillah is because of poor people. What do poor people know? All of the people in town who are poor, they can't wait for Mikra Megillah because they also know that that's the day of Matanos Yonim. So if you read the Megillah on Shabbos, it's going to be very deflating for people who need tzedakah. So sensitive. Therefore, we are not going to read the Megillah on Yadal. Yeah, what's wrong with reading the Megillah? We read the Torah on Shabbos. Why don't you say you might not know how to lane on Shabbos? Someone's going to have to go ask the Rabbi Shaila. You'll carry our Ramos, Bershus, Rabim. We lane every Shabbos. The Megillah, all of a sudden, we're so concerned. It's not the same thing as Lulav and Esrog, and it's not the same thing as Shofar. Fundamentally, Rav Yosef is saying, I don't agree with you. I'm not concerned about carrying the Megillah. We lane from a, a scroll every week. The bigger problem is the poor people, and they're expecting Matanos of Yonim. So they might, in error, think that because they laned on Shabbos and you can't carry money, I'm not getting tzedakah this year, therefore we have to push off the lane. Beautiful idea. Says the Gemara Tanya Namihachi Abraisa to support this idea. Even though it's true that Kvarim, that villages, the people who are uneducated, they have to go back to Yom HaKnisa to a Monday or a Thursday to lane. That when the actual day of Yom Tov is, of Purim is on a is on a Friday, let's say, so then that's when the money is given out. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? Even though, because they said that, we just don't want people to be thrown off about the money. So the Gemara corrects and says, you're right. Supporting this idea of Rav Yosef, that the reason why we don't lane Megillah and Shabbos is so that we don't deflate the expectations of poor people. Aval, however, turning to the top of Hamad Aleph, another Amud to go, we've got 17 minutes until Mar, we'll make it. Simcha, what does Simcha mean? Rashi. Simcha is defined as is that the eating and the drinking of the day, that should really only be bismani, even if you're going to, to predate the Bukriya Semegillah because you're a, you're a kfar and you don't know anything, so you got to go, fine, no, no problem, but the actual Simcha is going to be on that day. Let's dig into some uh, subtleties here. Amar Rav, Rav says, Megillah bismana afila biyachid. That if you're doing Megillah on the, on the right time on Yodal, then even one person should read it. And Shalob is mana be'asara. But if you're not doing it on time, you're doing it early, then you need to have a minion of 10. Ravasi argued, Ravasi and Rebain bismana ben Shalob is mana be'asara. We should always have a minion. Fine. And Rav seemingly acquiesced to the Shita of Ravasi. 
Did Rav really say we need 10 people? Just like Rav Asi said, that can't be. Five lines down. What do we see in the name of Rav? That when Purim falls out on a Saturday, Erev Shabbos is manum. Erev Shabbos is its time. Says the Gemara, Erev Shabbos manum? No. How Shabbos manum? The 14th is that. What do you mean Erev Shabbos is its time? Elalab. Really, here's what's going on. Here's how we understand and understand the sheet of Rav. When it is not its time, it is like when it is its time. So therefore, we see a contradiction. Rav really holds Yachid. So how can you say in the story that Rav held like Ravasi that he holds that it's even that we need 10? We don't need 10. Rav in another story proved that he holds only one. Lo says the Gemara as follows. What really Rav, we had to bifurcate his shita. We have to understand the two parts that he's talking about. One Rav is talking about Mikra Megillah. Yes, he agrees to Ravasi that we need 10. What did he mean with the phrase of Erev Shabbos Manam? That was to make sure that we didn't hold like the following sheet of Rebbe. That when Shabbos falls out to be Purim, we do not push back cities to the Yom HaKnisa to Thursday. We don't agree with the sheet of Rebbe in this regard. And we do read the Megillah on Friday. That brings us to a new Mishnah, a third of the way down. Hey, Ahmed Aleph, let's continue. We saw this already outside of context. This is where the Mishnah belongs. Ezohi Ir Gedola, this is where we started today in regards to Batlanim. What is considered a large city called Shiyesh Basar Batlanim, a city that has at least 10 dedicated people to make sure that learning never stops. Pachos Mikana Rezikfar. If you have less than that, that is considered a Kfar. And the Nafkaminas, as mentioned, is that a Kfar will go back to the Omaknisa for their laning, and a regular city will not. The Elu, in regards to these people, namely, when it comes to the reading of the Megillah on the various days, that's when we say, that's when we say that we go earlier in regards to the time that was initially indicated. Really, uh, Purim is supposed to be on Yodal, but if Yodal is on a Shabbos or whatever the various iterations are, a lot of people will go earlier than that. No problem. Aval. When it comes to Zman Atse Kohanim, I hope we all remember what that is. We learned that about 10 days ago, less, eight days ago, which was at the very end of the previous Masech, Masech Tainis, there were nine families that had the privilege of bringing wood to the Beis HaMikdash. So when it came, comes to Zman Atzei Kohanim, when it comes to Tisha B'av, when it comes to the Korban Chagiga, when it comes to Hakel, the Mitzvah of Hakel, in those cases, we don't do what we do by Purim, which is make them earlier instead of late. They're Ma'achrin Velo Makdim, and there we make them late instead of making them early. We'll analyze this in the Gemara. And even though by Purim, we do say that we go earlier in the Kriya Samagil instead of going later, but on the days that you lane early, don't make the mistake of thinking that it's Yantif proper such that you're not allowed to do the following because really, Mutaran, it's allowed, the Hespit, you're allowed to give a Hespit on that. Ah, you just lane the Megillah, you're going to a Hespit, you can still be Maspit on that day because that's not that's not Purim. We have a leniency to read the Megillah that day for whatever reason, but that's not Purim. So Mutaran, Behespit, Ubatinus, Matanus, Avionim, you're always allowed to give out Matanus, Avionim on that day, no problem at all. Amr Bihuda, the Mishnah continues, Amasai, when is it that we allow people to go early? That's Makam Shanich Nasim Bishani Bechamish when people are going into the Bate Din on Mondays and Thursdays of a Makam Shanich Nasim Lobishani Blabachamish. People aren't doing that. Let's say there is no Bezdin in your, in your locale. Ain Korona Salabazman, then we only read on the 14th, except for Shabbos when we read on the 13th. The Gemara opens, let's not make any mistake, any mistake about these Badlanim, these. these uh, uh, these Asara uh, Badlanim says Gemara Tana. We have a Bryce Asara Badlanim. Where were they? They were not sitting uh, in in the in the hangout place in the hookah lounge. They were sitting in the base measures. The Shabbat Beis Haknesset. It's an important qualification to know what they were doing. 
Midrashim on this, not now. Says the Gemara, We said that by Purim we can go early. Well, how does that work out? My time, halfway down, two lines before the wide lines. Because of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Obviously, it can't be Ma'achar. The Pasuk is very clear. That's the same person's name, so we're bringing another din. How do we know that when we're counting a year, that we don't count it in days? So let's say, for example, a person makes a nether that they will not uh, eat a certain food for a year. How, well, how do we define that year? If it's Aleph Nisan, do I look at Aleph Nisan the next year or do I have to count 365 days? The lunar year, the solar year, we Jews, we have a, a mixed calendar. So it says the Gemara, we do not count days for years. It's Aleph Nisan goes to Aleph Nisan. In this case, Aleph Nisan to Aleph Nisan would be 13 months. So be it. But whatever it is, and if it were to have been a regular lunar year, which is 354 days, then you shaved off 11 days from the solar calendar, which is 365. So how do we know that this is true, that when we call it, call it a year, we don't count days? In MR, the Chod Sheh What does that mean? First long line, Chadashim Atamona. You use months to count years, but you don't use days to count years. The rabbis from Kesaria, what about hours for months? A person says, I'm not going to do this for a month. And we know that a month, remember, we learned already a month is 29.530, whatever the exact number was. I don't remember, but somewhere around there, how do we count a month? Do we count hours? So it's Aleph Nisan. So what's after Nisan Iyar? So we go from Aleph Nisan to Aleph Iyar. What is it? The same exact time in the day in that month if a person takes upon themselves to restrict the food for a month. How does that work? Says the Gemara, we don't count hours. What does that mean? Days, yes, that's how you can count a month. Let's learn one more sugya and then we'll stop. Two dots, three-fourths of the way down, five lines into the wide lines. We had said in our Mishnah, in these areas in Halacha, the Zman Atze Kohanim and Tishabab, the Korban Chagiga, and the Mitzvah of Hakel, those we can do late, but we cannot do early. Tishabab, why not? Because it's bad enough as it is. We don't want to make it any earlier in the calendar. We don't want it to happen at all, and we're certainly not making it happen earlier. What about the other items? Korban Chagiga, how about that? No, it's very different than Purim, which is uh, it's a mitzvah derabanan. We're just presuming Nisa, fine. But the other things have formal, halachic, rigid requirements. And lo we did not yet reach the time of its chiyuv, so therefore we cannot bring them. Tana the Brisa writes, a very difficult Brisa to understand. We'll see three different answers in the Gemara and then we'll call it a day. Chagiga, the Korban Chagiga, and then the line we don't understand, the Kolzman Chagiga, and all of the time of Chagiga, Me'achrin, we do them late. Okay, what does that mean? I know what you mean by the Korban Chagiga itself. That if the Korban Chagiga would fall out on Shabbos, the Korban Chagiga for, for Pesach, whatever it is, then we do it on Sunday. That I understand. What does the phrase of Zman Chagiga mean? Chagiga and Zman Chagiga were Ma'achrin. What does that mean? A couple of answers. Answer number one. Here's Pshat. Chagiga Bishabbos. The Olas that's what it's talking about. The Zman Chagiga, that which is brought at the same time as the Chagiga, which is the Korban Riyah. That's like the Olas Riyah that we bring at that same time. If Shabbos and Yom Tov coincide, then we push off. So that's answer number one. 
is that when it says man chagiga, it's referring to other korbanos that are brought at the same time as the chagiga, that's the language, man chagiga, referring to the korban or lasriya. Money, who is this shita like? That's beishamah, he did not beishamah, omer, mevi, and shlamim, beyom tov, ve'en somchen alveh, aval, lo olos. He says that you bring shlamim on yom tov, you don't do smicha, uh, and you are not allowed to bring olos. And the olasriya, that's what you're not allowed to bring. Ubeiselel omrim, and beiselel says, mevi, and shlamim, ve'olos, ve'somchen alehen. By the way, this is one of the first machlokos uh, in, in Jewish history. Uh, Hill, Hill, did I say base? Yeah. It says base Shammai Omer. Oh, oh, oh. So it says, it's interesting because it says in the brackets here when, when it says money, base Shammai Ditnan, it says base Shammai Omer in brackets. Do you have that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what all the older Gemaras have. I don't know. Yeah, brackets. Okay, good. But it, but that makes. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But this is the first machlokas. Anyways, this is all shitas beishamai. No, we are allowed to bring the korban chagiga on time. Okay, that's answer number one about how we understand the phrase man chagiga. Rav Amar six lines from the bottom. Rav Amar chagiga kolzman. What does that mean? Chagiga kolzman chagiga kol haregel. Uh, sorry, Rav Amar Chagiga calls man Chagiga Ma'achrin. But the Korban Chagiga, the entire time that the Chagiga could be brought Ma'achrin, then we push it off. That's okay. You're allowed to the whole time. It's fey low. But beyond the Chag, you're not. So according to the first Shita, what did it mean? According to the first Shita, that the phrase man Chagiga meant the Olos Re'ia. According to the second one, it's giving you halachic parameters for the Korban Chagiga that you can give it right, you can give it that whole time. It's not. What is the Mishnah? Right? Five lines from the bottom. If a person did not bring their Korban, their Korban Chagiga on the first days of the holiday, no problem. You can bring your Korban Chagiga throughout the entire Chag all the way till the end of the holiday. But if you uh, passed over the whole holiday and you did not yet bring your korban, you're done. So you're not on the achrais of the animal, which is code word and halacha for your korban does not count. Ravashi gives a third and final answer. Ravashi Yomar Chagiga Man Chagiga Ma'achrin. What does that mean? He comes to teach a specific din with these words. Here in America, in Chutzarts, we keep two days of Shavuos. But Midoraisa, there's only one day of Shavuos. So let's say it's on a Monday. And you didn't bring your korban on a Monday. It's not. Modem, they agree. Let's, let's say that you were going to bring your korban on a Shabbos, which you're not allowed to do. It's on a Sunday. So there we say no problem. So that's the third answer of the Gemara. So we close off today with that brisa of Chagiga. Vizman Chagiga, and the last answer is to teach us that even though the holiday of Shavuos is really Midorais only one day, but we keep it for two days, if you're not able to bring it on the one day on Shabbos, it's okay if you bring it on Sunday, even though that day is really not Shavuos Midorais. So we'll stop right here. We'll pick up tomorrow morning at the very bottom of Hayam Aleph. Wishing you all a beautiful night.